Hello, friends, and welcome to a golf podcast unlike any other. This is Fairway Rollin' on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. Every week on Fairway Rollin', it is myself and our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, talking all things professional golf, amateur golf, amateur betting, professional betting, amateur drinking, professional drinking by birdie buddies you want to hit them straight out there please check out fairway rolling every week available on spotify this episode is brought to you by thomas's thomas's presents technique with tom slicing an english muffin with a butter blade boulder dash just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor for each one is unique like a snowflake Thomas's huzzah, a toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, I want to ask you a serious question. I'm actually very excited. Me and Jesse are both sucking down alpha brain over here. Probably going to find out this causes cancer in about two months. Thanks, Rogan. It has cat's claws in it. It can't be Cat's bad. claw extract. How much would I have to pay you legitimately? If I oh, said God. to you, I'll give you 200 cash right now to tell that story on, on the podcast, would you do it? 200? Yep. Probably. Done. <laughs> Done. You being serious? Hang on, I gotta really think about this. There is a take into account the legal ramifications. Yeah, no, uh, dang it. There's a there is a version of Jesse that would have absolutely done that in a heartbeat for, for, like for free twenty dollars. Oh, Man. on a podcast, yeah. I don't know if there's a time I do it for free, but yeah. Um, guys, there's a version of Sports Boy that many of you don't know. It's the younger version that used to do dumb stuff all the time. And a version of that boy came out recently and did a dumb thing. And now Mike wants me to tell about it. I won't do it because I care about my family and my reputation. All right. Big news in the card. So we're going to start with the fanatic story. Obviously, uh, we're going to get to the smart Porzingis deal. I, I don't know that this is a real thought in my head and maybe the alpha brain will straighten me out. By the way, they should be we, sending us. Free yeah, bottles. How many times are going to mention sponsored? this freaking company? Yeah. Um, I never in a million years thought at any point, I'm going to look on the camera, get real serious for YouTube, that I would ever say I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about buying Porzingis. And I'm certainly not going to do it in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to let his pricing come down. But that's a guy I've not thought of for years, as most other hobbyists have not. Because mm-hmm. who cares? Like three, four years ago. When you play on the Washington Nationals, I don't think anybody remembers that you're still in the t- in the league. I mean, honestly. And when you play on the Washington Wizards, even. Wizards. Because the Nationals, the are, Nationals a baseball are a baseball team. team. I that, that gets cut. Don't hey, if that gets cut, cut, the story gets leaked. Um, <laughs> God, leverage is nice. But four or five years ago, Porzingis comes out. He has this amazing start to the season, although brief. Yep. And it was like there was like this real notion he is going to be the next top ten, top five talent in the league. Like there was a real, like that was a real thing a couple of years ago because this guy he could do everything. He could pass the ball. He was an elite rebounder, rim defender, and could score at will. And was a seven foot whatever, two, three guy who could shoot outside. Mm-hmm. We thought this could be the next guy. And there was even a little bit of some signs pointing to that. Injuries tore the whole thing apart. He's been on terrible teams ever since. So here's what's interesting. I, and we're only going to spend two minutes on Porzingis because I don't care. I did go back and look, though. He played 65 games last year. I think he averaged 30, 30 minutes a game, something like that. So he was actually very active, which was shot, uh, 32 minutes a game. He shot 50% from the field, 40% from three, 85 oh, wow. from the free throw line, which, by the way, Oh, those if you are go, all really good. Yeah, if you ever go 40, 50, 90, that's like very elite. This is very good. 7.8, I'm reading a 10-game split. That's okay. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm just being an idiot. So 65 games, 32 minutes a game, about 50% shooting, 40% from the three, 85% from the line, 8.4 rebounds, two and a half assists, one and a half blocks, which was ninth in the league, one steal, which is pretty good as well, and 23 points a game. I was a little Where, bit now. I'm, I'm why have gar- we been talking about him at all? Well, because I guarantee some of that's in junk time for the Wizards. Although the Wizards were almost competing for that eighth seed, anyways. Okay, so close to the end. 
But I do wonder if him being on an elite team with other scorers opens him up to, to score some points. I told Jesse off air, and I believe it. I think I might spend some money on Porzingis. Maybe the Nationals the time, because I want to let this news calm down. Like, there's no reason for me to, you know, go on and do this now. But I think this could be an interesting play. I first heard it, and I was like, this is stupid. Why would you do it? It's gross. And then I started thinking, I, I don't know. Can the guy not still score at times? And if he's the third, fourth option on teams? Uh, flip side of that, just from a purely basketball note, I hate the fact they traded Marcus Smart. He's a oh. bonehead at the end of games, and he's a dummy at times. But to me, he was one of the dogs on that team. He's like, enjoyable to watch. And he also, like, he also flopping. had I hate the flopping. But he had fun. Like, I don't know. Like, as a person watching the game, I felt like he actually cared to be in that. So when he dyed his hair green, like, every game, I don't know. It seemed really like he was into it. And to me, he was just one of the team leaders. And the other thing that's weird about this whole Celtics thing is two years ago, you make the finals, you lose in six to the Warriors. Last year, you go to game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals with a brand new head coach who was out coached by a, a huge amount in that series. I don't understand the reason to like start moving big pieces this year. Like you were that close the last two years. Yeah. Tatum and Brown are doing nothing but getting better because of their age. I know everybody was clamoring. We got to do something. I, I guess my thing was like, why? Like you're that close and you have young talent. Do you What's, think there's a chance Tatum wants to go somewhere else like to a, no. to a super team? Oh, even if he does, there's no chance they're moving him. And okay. it sounds like they may end up just trying to re-sign Brown for the entire, uh, the full boat to a super max, which I think is crazy. By the way, Porzingis is pricing like where it jumped to because he had an immediate jump. It, he's selling like their 2015 Prism PSA 10 sells for $36 after the, after the jump. Before it was selling for like $15. This is the highest his card has been since June of 2022. So, a and year I told ago. you, I'm going to just go after some nice patch autos. Like, there's some Spectre patch autos that are pretty nasty. Even flawless stuff is not crazy egregious. Uh, and silver is only 150. And that's after the jump, too. Before the jump, it was the, like 58. And that pop is nothing. Yeah, there's yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to mess around with that stuff, but I do think you can get some nice patch autos. I, I'm going to see how it plays out. But I don't know. I think that's kind of an interesting play that I'm going to make. I don't care if anybody else does. I don't know if the price is going to go up or down, nor do I care. But I think if the market settles on him, I may make a move there. So uh, we can talk about that with Chris Hodge when he comes on later. More important to the card world, though. Yes. The Fanatics news. You have the statement. So this is the statement that was sent to us and many, well, many guys actually got it because they own card shops that listen to the show. Before you read the statement, too, let me set up why we're even talking about this, because everybody's heard this from 20 other people now. I mean, literally everybody who does content has talked about this. And, and I can tell none of them are in the pro any of these pilot programs, at least not the people I've heard speak to. The people I've spoken to privately who have card shops, it's a different story. So the reason I want to address this is this is the death of the local card shop. Breaking, everything's going away. Fanatics is taking over. You can't, you're not going to be able to do anything with Topps products except sell in person. So the truth of the matter is some shops are going to be hit hard by this. That's no question. We're not going to downplay that. Breaking as a whole has no impact at all with this. This is the agreement in the contract that is given to local card shops. This is the LCS agreement. Mm -hmm. This is not the breaker agreement. Totally different verbiage, totally different wording. Nothing at all to be the same. Also, the people at Fanatics have told me very directly, you can have a breaker account at a shop as well. You can have two separate accounts. So if you still want to sell stuff online and break, you just get into that program as well and get another account there. I wonder if it's a lot easier once you have a card shop account. Maybe. No, again, not that, ideal. Because that could still be an issue. Sure. But yeah. And I'm not wiring it down, but I, I did want to at least add some truth to the fact that this is just going to cripple everybody. And then the other thing is the overall goal here is to make shops sell in person, bring back the card shop experience. I think they overreached a little bit too too much here, quite frankly. You always yeah, just, over, it's always too much overreaching. So having said that, Jesse can read the statement. I'm going to interrupt him a bunch like normal, but yeah. Oh, or my, you want me to read this entire thing? No, just read. Can you hit the high points? Um, Do you have a highlight? I, I don't have, I didn't highlight the screen on here, but uh, the highlights are uh, any products that are purchased through your account, uh, your local card shop account. Uh, these can only be sold in certain situations and in a certain way. So it says, Products are for resale to directly uh, to direct consumers in a physical retail brick slash mortar environment only. So in store only. So that right there, by the way, 
one thing that is, it is more that alludes to that as well. But one thing most card shops do, I talked to, I talked to three, uh, two card shops that are absolutely massive, like nationwide is just about as big as it gets. Uh, and I talked to another one. that's a very big shop as well. So three in total in the last two days, since this news kind of started leaking, the biggest thing they told me, and they all brought up the same point is, well, this eliminates pre-selling online. A lot of guys used to list, hey, we'll have this stuff in store. Lock up your stuff now. You can go, I mean, even Nate Burns. I didn't talk to Burns, by the way, at Grand Slam, but he does that. You, you go on his website and look what he has. A bunch of stuff for sale, personal boxes. You go on a week or two ahead of time, lock it up, sell it. Great. They ship it to you. Yeah. That piece of information right there, though, are they going to enforce that with blowout as well? Well, and to, and to be clear, this is for specifically unopened boxes. Right. Ba- boxes and, you get in. Now, blowout's different because they mainly, they derive most of their sales from online. They wouldn't be a brick and mortar that's in this situation. True. Okay. Yep. So yep. That's, that's true. That would be the the other breaker category, I guess. Yes. Okay. Um, so this also goes on to say that. Huge impact, by the way. If you cannot pre-sell boxes, mm-hmm. a lot of guys do that. That's going to really hinder a lot of shops. Yeah. No, no going on to a company or a, a I guess Shep, like they can't go on there and just list. But see, Shep is one that I honestly think it's not going to affect at all. He does everything in store anyways. Well, no, no, no. I totally agree. But any, just for that example, I would use Shep, but I mean, any card shop that's out there who puts out product right now, they can't go and list that on their site, Correct. right? So that's now, what I mean. this is for pre, I guess I'm no, not. This, what, is for, no, this is for this boxes is at you any get point from that account. That's even what if the it's pre, not pre-sale. The wording says okay. online. Physical only. So to your point though, Shep, great cards right here in Hendersonville, Shep's cards. I think that's kind of the model. It's, it seems to me like they want to promote local community shops that have nothing but in like foot trap and great foot trap. Oh, I'm not knocking him be. by the way, yeah. but like a lot of these guys do more than that. Anyways, go ahead. So Next you can't one. use this uh, account for personal products. So you can't buy uh, products for yourself through this and they're not for repacks unless specifically authorized. Um, it also goes on to say products in store are for in-store breaks only. So um, this is interesting. Provided breaking slots may not be sold or solicited online to anyone not physically present present in the retailer store. Yeah. So a lot of guys will have, like you have a card shop. They would have, I mean, a lot of people do this. Somebody is just live, one of their employees online on a, on a live selling platform, on Facebook, Instagram, wherever they go, and they're breaking online. They're now saying you cannot do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to negatively affect a lot of people. Yeah, I think at the obviously, if, if they are just as willing to give you a breaker's license as they are a card shop license, that's fine. Maybe this is just more for stats, uh, stat keeping, and things like that. But if it is going to be, hey, I got my card shop license, but now I can't get a breaker license or whatever the case may be that allows you to sell online then this is where you see a real negative impact. But I guess we don't know. Like, I don't know if this is even a story at the end of the day, because if it is just as simple to get another license and to do it through that instead of your your online or your, your card shop license, then who cares? Yeah, but I mean, this is going to change what a lot of people do. Well, it is if they can't get that other license, if they can't get and the retailer one. Yeah, and I don't know if there is a way to get into the breaker pilot program at this point anyways. Also, you'd think it is going to be difficult for them to get that. I think it could be. I don't know. Yeah. But I just mean, but again, the overall thought was there's been a lot of disinformation and just like, hey, Fanatic is sure. doing this, that, and the other thing. Maybe, and maybe they are. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what's happening. At the same time, this is card shop specific for right now. That's all we have to go on. Yeah. Period. Like there's not anything else here, but guys who are like, you know, breaking is done. All this is done. Now, granted, what scares me is when they release this thing to you and it says, oh, by the way, SCN breaks only allowed to break on the Fanatics Live platform or wherever. Is that the next step? And maybe it is. I don't know. I but would it makes imagine you- the pushback on that. Well, and then you have to think like there'd have to be some kind of regulation or the other, the other biggest company out there is whatnot, right? Like that would compete against fanatics live. They have so much money. You would think they would but do I, something to but here's stop a, that. Okay. Very simple. If I told you, Hey, you're a massive breaker on whatnot right now, we are cutting off your tops allocation. You'll get no more tops product unless you come and break on fanatics live. What are you going to do? I mean, obviously, I'm going to go over there. However, I'm also going to be on my social media saying something. I'm going to be in touch with the whatnot people saying something. Like, there will be people 
who will say they'll grin and say, yes, sir. I don't no disagree. matter what you say, fanatics. And but then what real power do they have? These guys make, I mean, the that's cards. where you start getting into legislative and laws and things like that. Like that's where they would take it. No, no doubt. There'd be like some kind of monopoly uh, view to it. And they'd say, Hey, they're not uh, creating a fair marketplace for Maybe, people to come it, and buy but even cars. That's years away. Like, even if you pursue that, that's years away. Like that's not going to happen overnight. And I guess in my head, head too, is if you make a product and you give it to people to sell, to make a profit on, mm-hmm. doesn't that give you the right to dictate where they sell it? I, I, mean, I, I think not. that argument can absolutely be made as well. That's the problem. By the way, like seeing that us- argument hurts me. I'm not, I'm not trying to make the argument. Yes. Although if that's the case, Hey, wouldn't hate the invite to finance. <laughs> but no, I mean, honestly, it does make you think like this has had pushback everywhere. We've sure. not heard word one from fanatics. We both reached out to individual sources there to come on and talk about this. They wouldn't, although I, I was told privately, Hey, there's going to be more coming, but I don't know that there is any pushback to this. Yeah. Like what is the push? Hey, push back loud enough. And we take your account. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I'm most guys are going to smile and be like, Oh, okay. I think from my experience, cause I, I don't think we ever talked about this, but after we did the story talking about um, how uh, Ruben was ripping the the card with the soccer player, and they pulled that Jackie the Robinson box with the Jackie Robinson cut. Yep, uh, Fanatics did reach out about that, and they, I mean, to their they, credit, yep, to their credit, they agreed that it was not a good look at all, and it was, I mean, and this is for everyone to decide on their own, but they they swore up and down this was not planned whatsoever. This was a box from within uh, Fanatics at the time uh, that they went and grabbed. They brought it up and they, at the end of the day, hated that that card was pulled because that means what everyone thought it meant, which is, oh, now it's no longer in circulation. That's like one of the case hits. And now I can't pull that card, essentially possibly devaluing that product. So they thought the same thing. They didn't like it. And I think my my opinion is at the end of the day, they seem to be willing to, uh, I guess, take their lumps when they get them, you know, like. They will agree that maybe something wasn't the best look or whatever the case is. So I think if guys are pushing back and they see some rule that says, you know, this is you have to do it this way or it's the highway. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case that uh, the guy that pushes back is going to be like, oh, you're not. out because they seem reasonable and they seem willing to listen. So, by the way, two other lines here I want to just it says for clarity, products are for resale directly to consumers in, a, in the break. Uh, physical environment. It does say, though, two examples, no business to business uh, or online sales. And here's the other thing, nobody's real, unless agreed upon by tops and writing. Mm-hmm. So my card shop does online breaks. Like I see this, can I just write the, hey, um, I, I here's where I break and here's what I do with some of my product. Can I continue? I'm also curious to see how lenient will they be with that? Mm-hmm. If they're very lenient, well, yeah, of course, if that's where you're breaking, can you prove what you're doing? Cool, keep keep going. Maybe it doesn't change anything, but that first line I heard from th- same thing. And these are not made up numbers. Three guys yesterday, mm-hmm. and one guy was very adamant. Well, hey, this is going to really hinder what I do. I take this product and I sell it on Dealernet, which is business to business. Dealernet is a B two B. Hey, these are the cases I have. This is what I will post them for for sale. And there's just uh, buy offers sitting there as well. Yeah, I don't care if you can no longer take cases and flip them to another breaker or flip cases to blow out and make money. That does nothing to help anybody but yourself. I, I don't care. And I, by okay. the way, I have yeah. done that in the past on a number of products. We're breaking so much now, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But there were years past where I get a ton of product, and at the end of 30, 40, 50 cases, I've got 10 left. The price has spiked to a point in my head it's not worth breaking. Yeah. I'm going to sell the cases off. No doing that. So no micro distribution is really what it's saying. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Again, doesn't benefit me, but I don't mind that. If I'm, hey, Jesse, here's a case. Go out and make your 20% to take care of your community. Mm-hmm. I don't want to find you selling it to another retailer so they can mark it up. I, I, I have that. no issue yeah. with that. I, I, a lot of guys complained about that. And it's like, well, too bad. Like they want to get rid of distribution. They want to get rid of micro distribution. That part That's I'm true. actually totally okay with. And this line about unless otherwise agreed upon by tops and writing. Well, hey, here's where I break. Can I continue to do this? Is that something you hear back from? And, and a lot of guys continue business as usual. If that's the case, well, again, I don't see a ton of this reads a lot worse than it is. Yeah. After going letter of the law, this could be very bad. But I just, that's why I wanted to address it off the top because there has been so much just, again, doom and gloom. Fanatics hates the LCS. Card shops are doomed. It's over. Breakers are gone. A lot of that is totally made up. 
some of that is embellished and there's some some shreds of truth that is actually in this statement that I think we may see how it plays out. I do wonder, though, if the accounts that are getting the LCS licensing uh, or, or whatever they call it, I wonder if they get better pricing overall because of those uh, that same point that you just no. made. Uh, my pricing is the same as everybody else. Well, as the people I speak to. So right so now, the allocated... Your, your understanding is that the guy who owns the card shop is getting the case or whatever it is for the exact same price you are. As the breakers are. I, right now, they are. I know I, that for a fact. I do wonder. I Okay. I I just had assumed all this time that there were going to be certain accounts that got better pricing than others. I mean, I talked to two of the... I mean, two massive, massive accounts. Yeah. And it's the exact same price. So I, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, because I mean, there's nothing like stopping them from talking to each other. And I think we would probably know at this point. No uh, question. Because someone would have said something. But even, yeah. a, even, even distribution right now, the price is the same. Big accounts just get more than little accounts. Sure. So okay. overall, my theory or my, my thought here is very inconclusive. But the guys jumping to be first to make content, I guarantee none of these guys are having any dealings with fanatics right now. Um, again, I know the other thing that becomes popular is if you add any shred of reasonableness or like, hey, let's just read this for what it is and interpret what we can actually interpret. Oh, well, you're on the payroll at Fanatics. We're not getting paid by Fanatics, although I wouldn't say no to a check. That's a little hint. Um, <laughs> that, that This is what it is right now, though. Sure. There's nothing more than what we've just told you as of right now. Yeah, everything else is speculation, which was what most of this was, frankly, so... To a degree, yeah, yes, we definitely added some as well, but but I think our speculation is a little bit more based in actual experience we've had dealing well, with these guys. The problem with most people in speculating is they're giving from an emotional or their single sided point of view. I think our job as part of our role is to provide a devil's advocate point of view on just about every take there is. So yeah, I think we did a fair job. Um, I think we did a terrible job. Next sec. <laughs> uh, before we go on, I, Chris from Cardlighter is going to be here in just a minute for a little market update, but. Are we going to, you want to do the Panini thing, the Wimby thing, uh, eBay thing. We got a few other stories in here, but I don't know, depending on time. Go ahead. Um, Something quick. I think the, quick one. Yeah, we'll do the Panini thing real quick. That was an interesting story that I don't think many have heard, but uh, Dan the Cardman, which is a guy on YouTube, Australian accent. I'm going to tell you, the more I watch of his stuff, I really love. He he really has like a real calm, insensible well, demeanor. Yeah. So it, there's another guy very reasonable in his takes. That's why yes. we've invited him on the show. It hasn't worked out yet, but he will be on here. I yeah. never get, I almost, I feel like we almost never get a biased opinion from what he's saying, which I, I like. And he, that's why I wanted to cover similar this approaches. story because yep. he, he saw this and thought to himself like, well, Panini looks like, it looks like they put out a duplicate of a one of one card. Um, that could very well be the case. However, it looks like there's another option out there that it could be a fake. The first one pulled, basically it was a, 2018 National Treasures Lamar Jackson Shield, one of one. It was sold, I think, through PWCC. Uh, it had already holder. been graded. Yeah, BGS 8.5, I believe. And yep. then, um, so sold last year. But now there's a video that just got uh, got put out that someone pulled this card live. Now, the first card, there's no video. They can't find any video of it. They can't find any uh, additional background of where it came from, who sold it originally. So there, if you look at that card, the original one that's graded by BGS, you'll notice the shield, like the stitching on it is weird. It kind of crosses over some of it. Some people are speculating that it could have been the tag one of one because there are, are a couple other one of ones for Which makes no sense Lamar Jackson. Why, who's taking a tag off to put a shield? Well, that's a, he does make that point later on that though a shield does sell for premium, it's not all that much more. Not enough to risk it. So yeah. is it possible that this could have been a replacement card um, or could it be a fake? You don't know, but at this point, it, it obviously needs some additional looking into. A so. card like that, it's worth at least mentioning. We're not going to speculate on how it happened, but the fact that the one was pulled on camera, this latest one, yes, evidence of that pulled from a sealed box on camera. You know for sure that one's real. Yeah, the, the other, other one, one. It makes you wonder. So, um, All right. Chris from Cardlighter is joining us. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. 
Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. That brings us to that segment that we all love. Chris McGill, card ladder aficionado, owner, expert of the marketplace. How the heck are you, sir? Doing well. Uh, surviving Texas heat right now. Oof. In a sweatshirt, in a hoodie. By, He's by inside. The way. He's allowed to do you that. You know how you survive that heat better? You don't dress like it's the wintertime. <laughs> that helps. Look, I make big sacrifices for my fashion statements, Mike. Smart. So That's smart. Good call on your part. I don't care about anything Jesse said yet. I just want somebody else's opinion here. Did you watch any of Porzingis last year? Very little because he was on the Wizards. Yeah, I, I didn't watch a second of that game. Um, of that season, any game they've played, whatever. The dude averaged 23 points, eight and a half rebounds, three assists, and a block and a half. Yep. And that team almost yep. made it into the play-in round at the end. Yeah, it was, it, I think as far as the analytics go, it was his best season he's ever played. Is this garbage time, though? Am I not? Should I be have any hope for this guy coming to my green? Uh, look, the, I, I rooted for Porzingis for a few years as a Dallas Maverick. And the problem is not whether he's good at basketball. He is. The problem is, will he be healthy? Will his knees be healthy by the time you get to the playoffs? Because both seasons with the Mavericks, he was injured by the time the playoffs came around. And that pretty much did him. At this point, I'm buying Porzingis. I've told Jess, I was giving it a month to cool off. I'm buying Porzingis rookie autos. So (laughs) take a stab. Porzingis, Bradley Beal, Marcus Smart, any of these guys you're going to try and invest in personally? Is that a question for me? Yeah, yeah. No, for you. No chance. No chance. Okay. Okay. (laughs) There you go. Do you, are you into like speculation at all? Are you more of like a goat investor? No, I, I, uh, I like to do a bit of both. Uh, but none of those players are ones that come up on my speculation radar. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm making a move. I'm going to be the guy at the national wearing a Porzingis (laughs) game use jersey. Be down to my ankles. It'd be great. Um, We play our three and three tournament. I'm going to be dominating the Porzingis. Is that happening, by the way? Are we playing ball? Yeah, yeah, I've been talking to Tim a bit, and oh, it God. seems like there's some mutual interests. He doesn't so speak for me, do just it. to be clear. I, I know. No, no, no. You put up nine out of ten points in a losing effort. I don't need the guy with the one point speaking for me. So I'll make that very clear. Who's right, the third man? If it was you, Tim. We got we totally. You know, it was supposed to be Corey, show your slabs. His dumb kid decided to be born on that day like eight years before, so he had some stupid party to go to. We got some little man in, in a tight shirt. In all honesty, Alex is probably better than Corey. <sighs> I don't, I have nothing to say because I, like most people, don't know who you're talking about. In the next about. five weeks, get yourself in shape to play ball. Is that Deal. the reason? Deal. Yeah, I've just been waiting for this moment. Okay, take some more. Um, all right, Chris, market update, and then maybe we can hit a couple of those uh, things that we talked about. Yeah. Okay. So, a quick broad strokes of the markets. Um, the market has been flat, which uh, I think is, is probably good news. Now, if you look at the category indexes, you're going to see a lot of red on card ladder. The, the tricky part about category indexes is that they are built to trend down because they're full of players who don't pan out. It, it's, it would be similar to building a total stock market index and incorporating all of the stocks that ultimately go to zero in companies that fail. That's how these indexes work. So if you look at the total market indexes, you're going to see a lot of red. And that's inevitable. But if you look at the indexes that are selected to represent broader trends in the market, while while uh, factoring in survivor bias, you look at something like the CL50, and that's at plus 0.13% over the last three months. So what does that so represent, that, by the way, Chris? The, like the CL50, for guys who don't know, what is that a list of? The CL50 is 50 generic 
hard. So it's like uh, it's it's like a, a PSA nine Michael Jordan eighty six Fleer. It's a PSA four I think fifty two tops mantle. It's just the 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 obvious iconic rookie cards from history. And this list was uh, put together about two years ago. So it, ha- and it and it hasn't changed. So this, you know, this, this was a, a list that was picked out, designed to sort of represent the, the, the iconic cards, the cards that will probably be there for the long haul. And that particular index has been flat over the last three months. I think that's a decent snapshot. From like an investment point of view, do you view that more of like as the Dow? I think we talked about this once actually, but exactly. You know, I'm 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 so cautious to compare cards to stocks because during the last few years, a lot of people with a background in finance came into the industry and they really don't like the comparison of cards. I noticed that. Yeah, so I'm very careful. I don't want to compare them because there are meaningful differences. But but yeah, if, if in a crude basic sense. I would say that the card letter 50 is is something that's supposed to sort of be like the card market's answer to the S&P 500. But the difference being the S&P is is constant well not constantly but it's regularly changing out stocks. So if if a stock falls out of the 500 uh because it's it's cap goes down, then a new stock comes in. So and they use divisors to build in those changes whereas the card letter 50 it's never it's it's never changing. The card letter fifty is just it's the same fifty cards. Chris, so I do have a question about the football and basketball markets. I don't know what it was, and I, I looked this up beforehand, so I have exact dates. But I think it was like from a Tuesday to Wednesday, June thirteenth to June fourteenth. Both markets saw like a significant dip. Did you have you noticed this? Is what was this? This was like a week ago, right, or a little over a week ago. What caused that? Do you have any idea? Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, it gets into the weeds a little bit, but I, I like to get into the weeds. We'll make it quick and as painless as possible for the listener. Basically, that I'm, I would bet every dollar I've got that one of the big auction houses had an auction end during that time span. Maybe Golden, maybe PWCC, maybe Heritage. I would bet that one of their premier or elite auctions ended. And the reason why I would make that bet is because they have the big cards that all end in that big auction. And the way our indexes are constructed is that they're price weighted. So if a Luka Doncic NTRPA that last sold for 100000 comes up with a new comp at 50000 that's going to be a pretty big it's going to have a relatively large impact on the basketball market index. Okay. So, so like if the last time it sold was three or four months ago, the index only knows that that card is worth a hundred thousand dollars when it sold three or four months ago. And then all of a sudden one comes to market and it goes 50,000. Now the index registers a big drop and it all happens at once. So, so, and that's been the trend. The high end has been the category of cards that has taken the biggest beating year to date and though when, when all those high-end cards are in together in one of these big auctions usually results in category indexes taking a bit of a beating okay i was wondering about that because football everybody's been talking non-stop football lately and if you go back and look i think the 2022 prism uh football box it got as low as 725 but now it's up to 900 dollars uh, the select is gotten up to $850. The one that just released, it does make me think like, Oh, it seems like football is doing really well right now. What, what caused such a strong dip? And I guess that would make a lot of sense. No, you're exactly right, man. You know, we were at a local shop here in Dallas, uh, looking for some product to buy. And I was amazed to find out that 2022 optic football is going for about Six hundred to seven hundred dollars in twenty twenty two optic basketball is going for around three hundred dollars. Both both hobby boxes. I couldn't. I, I don't. I don't think there's been many times when football is is like more than twice as expensive as as basketball equivalent. I just I, 
I couldn't believe that. And it's not like the 2022 football rookie class is like, you know, some amazing class. It's, it's Brock Purdy and, and Pickett, you know, like I, I couldn't believe it. Okay. So any other highlights from uh, that you wanted to point out about the market before we got into uh, the, at least the first mailbag question for you? Nope. Let's go to mailbag. Okay, so the mailbag question, the main one that came up and I sent this over to you beforehand, just so you could actually look into it. Um, in case some research was needed, but Brian Shom had asked, uh, this is specifically about Pokemon. He's like, uh, uh, let's see views on Pokemon and overall market trends in that space. Uh, he shows an example of a Pokemon Charizard PSA 10 on alt. They show a huge spike there. Uh, their data is showing, uh, I don't, I don't know. It went up like insane amount. I don't have the exact amount, but there's also a count, a pop count of over 10,000 of them. So just trying to get your perspective. What does this mean? Yeah. Pokemon is one of the categories in card ladder that is in the green. Uh, pretty much no matter which time horizon you want to set for this year. So year to date, Pokemon is a 4%. It's a 3% over the last three months and it's a 3% over the last month. So Pokemon unambiguous signs on the whole of trending up this year. And that's a 4,000 card index. So that's, that's meaningful movements uh, for Pokemon. And with respect to Charizard, he is up 3% year to date and he, and he's up 1% in the last three months. And that's a 300 card index. So within that index, you can have cards having significant movements even if, you know, on the whole, things are more stable. And it, it might not show up in the broader index, but it might show up in a particular card. But, you know, one of the uh, one of the best indicators to me that the Charizard market and perhaps the Pokemon market at large are in a, in a healthy place is that it's been almost a year since the last time Charizard first edition PSA 10 came to public market and so oh really it's been that yeah, long that, yep and if you compare that to something like the 86 Fleer michael jordan you know which has also this the 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 supply of those has, has shrunk but it, it it didn't get cut off the way the charizard first edition psa 10 has gotten cut off i i think that's that's a, that's generally a good sign that Pokemon cards are in a place where people would rather own their cards than sell them. And that's usually a good indicator for a collectibles market. Oh, okay. Well, they're very good. Uh, insight that we weren't able to glean just from the number. Um, all right. Before you go, last time you were on the show, I think the audience really appreciated the feature of you impromptu asking Mike and I uh, some quiz questions. I told <laughs> yeah. Christina, like, hey, in case you ever wanted to you do that again. Game? I said in a, in a future show, and then all of a sudden, I didn't think you'd actually have something for today. But if you've got it, we're willing to give it a try. By the way, speaking of things we have to revisit, this yeah. just crossed my mind. Please. This alpha crap doesn't work. I'm ADD and out on my mind Well, you over took here. it like 20 minutes. doesn't uh, matter. Okay. We need to review our prediction for pricing on that Wemby card. That might, um, that's like next week or this week. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nothing I've got a note for it. About, but all the lizard talk got me thinking of that. So Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so, Chris, you had something, uh, I guess, prepared? Yeah. Well, I'm always amused uh, when uh, car- when football cards pick up in the offseason. It just it always amuses me a bit because uh, it's sort of like it's like everybody comes to the same conclusion at the same time. They're like, hey, wouldn't it be really smart to buy football in the offseason? But Genius. everybody starts doing it and markets start going haywire. <laughs> so. I, all right, so here's so here's what I've got. I've got I've got a, a bunch of players. We won't do them all, but uh, I'll go ahead and ask you guys whether or not over the last three months, all right? So basically, since the Super Bowl, let's just say over the last three months, has what has this player's market done? Gone up or gone down, and by how much? Oh, God. all right. We're lo- we're looking at overall indexes. Okay. And the first guy I'm going to do is Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, I'm going to say gone down. Up 10%. All right. So this was a crappy one of me to put first because it's crazy. But uh, the shock value is real. 
Justin Jefferson is up 162%. What? Feels good. Over well, the last three months. And, you know, the, the one of the things that's really moving it, sort of the inverse of what we were talking about earlier, Jesse, is that Jefferson's National Treasures RPA PSA 10 out of 99, it's a pop one, it doubled in value. And it sold for $13,000 on eBay a few weeks Isn't that ago, insane, is by the way? Just to put in perspective how nobody cares about anybody not a quarterback, if that was a borough card, that's probably one hundred and twenty-five grand. That's Jefferson is the best at his position and has, has had one of the most historically great starts of all time for a wide receiver and sells for 10%. Wow. It's freaking yep. nuts. One nothing. Though. That's it, what and I do. Yet, it's, it still is a mind-boggling price. Or uh, for a for a skills position player, uh, maybe maybe that bodes well for other skills position players. Okay, let's do Jalen Hurts last three down, months. down seventeen percent. Oh, I don't think he's down that much. Make your guess. Don't criticize my guess. I'm one nothing. After the Super Bowl, he's got to have come down. But I'm gonna say uh, I'll, I'll say down seven percent. This is why I get so amused by this. Jalen Hurts is up. Four percent. Really? In the last I'm not three mad months. about that. He I'm should actually be. Happy the guy was it. so cheap; it was ridiculous. Man. We'll call that a one. You know, he's still getting disrespected this off season by the media, and maybe not so much by cards. But like that guy, the only player who would have been better than him in the Super Bowl was Mahomes. That's how good he was in that Super all Bowl. season he, too. I, I, he was amazing, man. If, if it wasn't for that fumble, but that's awesome that the hobby is. Uh, it seems like the hobby is appreciating that then. If it's if his pricing is actually up, what does that mean? Does that mean I get the points as I was closer? Or no, no points. No, no, no. You have to be on the right side of it. Okay. At least. One nothing. All right. Well, I, let's go with the one player I just mentioned, Patrick Mahomes. Last three months, has to just be. him as a whole, right? Just, just okay. has to be up. Last three months, man, he did start spiking though. Yeah, I'm gonna go down. You gotta say up a number. Well, you didn't say. You I said, said a up. number every time. You go just ahead. said up, no, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Okay, to uh, I'm gonna say. His overall index is down 7%. Up 2%. Down 11%. This is crap. That These numbers are freaking. Here's the thing. Good. You two clowns are texting <laughs> each other privately. Well, God knows what you're talking he about. He's did. feeding you freaking answers. The, you don't even know who Patrick Mahomes is. He, the fact that he won the Super Bowl, I knew he would come down some from there, but he's still, okay, I think one, people one. have appreciated yeah, how good it. he is. Nobody appreciates your banter right That's now. <laughs> All right, let's do Mike's favorite. Tua. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's got to be way up. I'm going to say Aaron's up 15%. Ooh. By the way, Aaron Rodgers is going to the Super Bowl this year. No, he is not. I'm going to say he is up, but I'm going to say 24%. Aaron Rodgers down 7%. Shut That's actually interesting. Okay. Really? I do hate that little hipster the, nerd. The, the hobby in the offseason, the football offseason, for me personally, it never makes sense. Nothing that happens. It is confusing. I would have thought like people would give him, I don't know, better odds going over the just. All right. All right. Let's do another one here. So far, let's one, four. One, one. Four questions. One, let's one. do Joey Cigars, Joe Burrow, last three months. Man. Down seven. Down seven. Ooh, up to up 24 percent, but I'll take the point. Oh, Why? The guy wow. is already high. Yeah, the fans high. are unreasonable, man. They are, uh, dedicated. Folks. I don't care. For right. this game. I would love to. I would love to hear a uh, uh, Bill's. Oh, God. Why am I blinking? Yeah, let's do it. Josh. Yeah, Allen. there we go. I see him in Bill's Josh Allen last three months down 14 percent. I feel like I'm going to be. It's going to be crazy because people love him so much, but I do still think he's got to be down, but not that much. I'm going to say down 8%. He's up. 10%. He's up. Down 9%. Yes! I don't care for this game. God, I love sports. <laughs> these alpha, sports love me. These alpha pills are doing nothing. <laughs> You've brought little to the show. I got him nerding out over numbers in a sweatshirt. Here's a number. Sure. It's 170 sure. degrees in Dallas. He has long sleeve shirts on, and Jesse's winning a game based around sports. <laughs> Um, what's, good, the, what's the score here? Two, one. Three one. You're doing really three, good one? though. Okay. All right. Then let's maybe uh, do a couple more. Two, see if he has a chance to tie. Three more. more. Three see more. If I can pull off three a sweep. More. Okay. Here we go. Three more. All right. This is crap. Justin Fields <clears throat> down twenty one percent. 
I'm going to also say down, but I'm going to say down 6%. Justin Fields up 6%. Right, that's a wash. wash. We need three more now. All right. Yeah. Rapid fire. Here <laughs> we go. Is. Oh, man. Let's do... Oh, this is this is tricky. Sam Darnold. Last three months. Up 31%. I actually do think he is up as well. I don't know but, why he would be, but... Um, you've never I'm gonna heard say, of him. I'm going to say up 17%. Sam Darnold up 55%. That's a win. That's a win right there. 55. Three to two. Here we go. Three to two. Here we go. Okay. All right. Oh, boy. Two more, and we're done. Two more, and that's it, though. I need to sweep. No more adding on. Hobby favorites. Last three months, Justin Herbert. Herbie Hancock. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Go Justin Herbert, last three months. People have got to recognize at this point. Down 11%. Up 10%. Down 13%. The game. All right. Tell him to get lost. Let's move on. <laughs> Did you hear the percentage, well too? Done, Down Jesse. 13. I the said trophy, 11. So. The trophy is in the mail. Chris, as always, absolute pleasure to have you on. I didn't care Could for Could not have loved it more. <laughs> and I love your you didn't hoodie. You move the segment to the front of the show, guys. Just, just cut out everything else. This is, this is the show. Uh, Chris, thank you, as always. If you guys don't already know, there's a link on Sports Cards Nonsense forward slash card services where you can get... 15% off Card Ladder Pro services. That's where we get all of this data. If you ever want to dive deep into the numbers, that's where you get it from. Again, 15% off on our website. I Thank would suggest you, not, not using it. Yeah. Overrated, <laughs> overpriced. Don't even look fair? at it. Don't click it. Look away. That's a good news for a yeah, sponsor. That's how you sponsor that's how you, it. That's how you, end uh, it. that's how you do it. Chris, thanks, man. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, guys. See you. All right, see, see you soon. I didn't care for that game as much. <laughs> I kind of what loved the heck? It? Why is freaking Sam Darnold <laughs> up? Any Sam Darnold should be bagging groceries next to Kurt Warner right now. I thought you would know why he was up. I actually don't know, but I was curious. I did. No, it's I heard Sam him in somewhere. Darn. Oh, excellent. All right, what else we got? We got to be almost done, right? Uh yeah, we can jump to mailbag, but we do have like one or two tiny little What's things. This eBay? I want to do the eBay thing. eBay launches collectors camp. Okay, so you don't know anything about I that? Heard, I have not oh, heard of okay. it. Okay, this is interesting. I wanted to get your take on it because I was hoping you hadn't heard. So eBay, uh, it's actually going on yesterday and today up in pa- New York. Pause that real quick. Pausing, yep. The Fred Savage movie, The Wizard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You couldn't think of it. I got I, more comments about that last show than anything <laughs> else, which always makes me feel good. The Yeah, I think what, someone in the comments said that uh, today in Facebook. Correct. Yep. I want to give him a shout out. He deserves I, it. I don't care for his All right. attitude. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. eBay collector's camp. Here we go. So the collector's camp, what do you think that is? I'm just curious. No, I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I'm not guessing any more games. <laughs> no more games. Of that games are done. Yeah. Uh, collector's camp apparently is something eBay has done in an effort to. So a, a training camp is meant to get you better at the game, right? Uh, this is meant to get you better for make you become a more serious collector in the hobby. That is what this is. It Where seems is it, ha- is it a zoom class or something? No, it, uh, this is actually in person. It looks like for the most part being taught by the eBay fools. You ever talk to those um, people aside from our buddy in Germany? I, Him I, I like, I do too. Toby he's a good guy. Um, Mikkel bridges and, I think is pieces of the game are involved in this, which oh, I like. Pieces yeah, of the I game. like pieces of the game. They they're good guys, but they are their overall goal is to um, create an environment to teach the casual hobbyist to become a serious collector, investor, or even a professional seller. They tout some of the. What's Mikkel Bridges have to say I, about this? I the guy know. puts a ball in a hole. It's a lot of what questions. Is- uh, you're going to participate in skill and knowledge-based based drills Trivia? to up-level your sports collections inspired by classic sports camps and powered by eBay's suite of collecting tools. I feel like what this is what? is, hey, here's how you better use eBay as a platform, <laughs> and please go out now and use it, buy and sell on here and make more money by using bull, our platform. What type of bull crap is this? That It does kind of feel a this little bull crappy. Are they serving like, ham sandwiches at lunch? <laughs> it's like Are a fire juice boxes? island. Um, I don't know exactly what the That guy's out of jail. Why don't, you, are. why don't you book him on here? Book Who? that guy. The fire island guy. Oh, yeah. He's out. I'd, just, like, I'd like to have him on the show. I've you know, he's him. somewhere involved in the hobby. He's oh, got to be. Rich as a, he's probably throwing this class right now. Uh, it is. Next I will say, at least scheme. it does seem to be 
Well, actually, I don't know if it's free. It just says first come, first serve. Entry may be limited. All so many sandwiches. All participants will receive an yep. eBay gift card and limited edition eBay swag. So oh. they got that going for them. It, uh, yeah. I'd like to know who at eBay is going to tell you how to do anything useful in this hobby. I don't. I've spoken to Tobias. <laughs> Fine man. I've spoken to about 20 other people there. Not a collective brain in this skull when it comes to the hobby. I I do are think they still that the there presenting are some... sponsor of the show. No, I that's don't not the case think anymore, right? So I don't think Carlos, they are not sponsoring the show anymore, right? Weren't we doing an ad read for them for a while? That is not the case anymore. Uh, I believe that we look ads this up. no longer running. I don't think. Thank goodness, yeah. that's the first smart decision they did. <laughs> Stop putting your name on this show, or all we do is bash you for being dummies. Uh, we don't do that to all sponsors, just as a heads up. Uh, but there well, is we've never had another sponsor we had to read for. So that's fair. Um, there is some interesting information out there. When I started just googling, like how to search better on eBay. I feel like that is in itself probably more valuable than what you're getting there. And I found some really helpful hints on how to search for things on eBay, just how to type out the things correctly. That That is more helpful than I'm sure a two-day course uh, with people from eBay. That's my thought. I'd, I mean, I almost want to go. It does seem just kind of funny. Can I sneak in? Can we do like undercover? I, maybe boss we're style? being too negative about it, or I I'm don't not, know. I'm not known for negativity. No, you would. All not. Right, let's go to the, the mailbag. Uh, mailbag. Let's, let's go. mail it. Uh, mailbag. Our first question is a nonsense question, and it comes from the gentleman Cole Benz. He says, "Is a hot dog a sandwich?" Asked and answered. And is breakfast cereal just cold soup? That second statement's ridiculous. Well, here's the flip side. Is a sandwich really just a hot dog flattened out? And is no, because a hot dog's a type of meat. Is soup just hot cereal? Yeah, I know what what you were trying to do there. Just why is that? Why can't you ask those questions? Why no one ever asks is soup a hot cereal? They should. I don't normally do this. Carlos cut that. (laughs) Don't you dare (laughs) cut that. David Wang wants to know: Do you guys still believe the Wimby fanatic signing rumors? And he's going to. By the way, the rumor he says he's going to be exclusive. Yes. Okay. I think he's going to be announced as exclusive to Fanatics. Exclusive autographs to Fanatics, just like Caitlin Clark is. There you go. Uh, Absolutely, I agree. John Bourne wants to know. Hey, by the way, there okay. was another thing. Those rookie premiere cards you can order first on Panini. I forget what they're called. You can order right now. It now doesn't have a picture on the actual card. But if you go to Panini, I think it's the instant rookie thing. Oh, okay. Bryce Young has autographed cards available as the CJ Stroud. Autographed cards. They're not autographed. It just says player auto, like it says it on the card where it will be, but you can go on there and order them right now. And they will I, be autographed? Yeah. I hope I have been wrong about this. I think you have been. I would love nothing more to be. It will be way better for the hobby if these quarterbacks are not Fanatics exclusive signers this year, because then they're not going to be in Panini product. I hope I'm wrong. I wonder. Because yeah. what's interesting, too, is Brian Gray from Leaf just put out a thing the other day apologizing to, like, Leaf customers. Hey, we still cannot get Bryce Young autograph stuff back. We're offering replacements. That makes me think, well, if that's, is that because he can't sign for somebody else? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. then this came out, and I saw it on the, on the Panini website. And I was like, man, maybe they are going to be. Nothing would make me happier than to be wrong about that, by the way. I think the only thing that gave me hope was the fact that we haven't seen it in a football player before now. And I think we would have. So it That's just makes true. me think yeah. that there's something in that PA contract so. that says they couldn't. Hope um, so. John Bourne wants to know, given your long running partnership with SGC, what recommendations would you give them as a company to improve? He says, my vote would be for them to shrink their slab so that it's more in line with the size of other major grading companies. So it would fit better in boxes. I could go for that. Actually. I, like, I wish the label was cleaner. I, I, I don't love the label. I think the size of the the slab is my biggest bugaboo. And it's not even that big, but if it, if I had to say one. By the way, just a couple back on that. Uh, Don, no, Panini Chronicles Draft Picks Football mm-hmm. also has a picture of a Bryce Young. And this one actually is autographed on card, on a sticker on the card. I'm telling you. I ho- Dude, I hope I'm wrong. Trust me. I would love, I would love to be wrong. Do you know what that's going to do to 2023 product though? That's- oh, it's going to be... <laughs> wild good that again. that's going to be the boost this hobby needs is 2023 football um johnny f who is mike's donkey of the week that's his first question so this story we've se- i've seen around too the lucy ball i love lucy lucille, lucille ball yeah that one of one auto- cut autograph was pulled out of a retail pack yep actually the guy was on the facebook group a guy named travis him and his kids pulled the pack yeah new guy to the hobby 
a uh, bunch of guys made content around it too. A lot of people too, just like coming out, like accusing this guy of pack searching us, all the nonsense. That I don't know anybody who pulls a good, I card. don't know him from Adam. He literally said though, in this post, he's like, yeah, this pack was extra thick and mm -hmm. we could kind of see through that there was an autograph. I thought it was awesome. Well, so, I even showed a picture that yeah. you could see through. So he's like, so yeah, we love. grabbed that pack and me and my kids went home and pulled it, which I have no problem with, by the way, if you're a noob guy and that's what you see, whatever. He is not your donkey of the week. No, the people taking shots at him and his family and even the content guys making a big deal around this thing because it turns out it's probably a secretarial autograph. Well, that is a big deal. And that I thought would be your donkey of the week would be the person who listed this as a Lucille Ball signature. Well, not the and person. It's not. Top, I mean, well, the, that's tops, what I mean. Yeah, Top. Tops Fanatics. It's a bad look because, quite frankly, the secretarial autograph would sell for a bunch anyways. So just I say, mean, I'm sure it's just be straight with what it is. Yes. Um, And, and it's not. By the way, I, I know Steve Grad came out and said his opinion is that it's not authentic. Okay, I'd like to know conclusively is it or is it not her autograph, her actual autograph? But based the on guys, some pictures I've seen, I'm pretty sure like they're. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure he's right. The guys who came after, I just don't understand. Like, there's just this need, just a bunch of whiny losers in this hobby at time. <laughs> a collective donkey of the week is just a whiny. This was the same post that aquatic guy came after me on. <laughs> yeah, some idiot selling fish. Go go have fun selling your cichlids. Shove your head in the bowl for nine minutes, then we'll talk. How do you cichlid, know what a cichlid is? I used to go to fish auctions when I was a kid. You are so weird. In talk Maine. about birds now, too. My mother. Mike knows a lot about birds I've and got, fish. I've got what two, a weird guy. Have, they, well, the fish for me were always in brackish water, of course. What? What does that mean? A little bit of salt, a little bit of fresh. Shut up. Um, I have two competing hawks nests in the backyard. You know about We this. know about the hawks. We've talked That's about that. That's what's driving the mice in the house. <laughs> That's Wow, that's the that's questions. the animal donkey of the week, the hawk. So the donkey of the week, the guys who get wouldn't the donkey be the animal donkey of the week? What's plural of donkey? Donkey. 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 Yep. Latin. <laughs> the donkey of the week are collectively the guys who just see similar, and it's, it's content creators, but it's also just guys all over social. They get bits and pieces of a story. It happened with the fanatics thing we started the show about. Let's find a little bit and a little piece and make something that's awesome and super clickable and noteworthy and mm -hmm. like has this good. And there's just no actual substance. And yeah. I, I just, it's never going to change. People are still more entertained by stupidity and like half facts and half truths than they're ever going to be about the real story because a lot of times real stuff is not nearly as exciting. Those people are my donkey of the week. I think it's going to be a thing that we have to live with until there's more news in the hobby or something picks up. We have to live with it no matter what. It's always going to happen. Because yeah, a lot of guys don't true. have sources either. Like, here's the other thing is people go on and bash all these companies all the time, mostly conspiratorial nonsense. Well, I mean, I tried to talk to them. Nobody wants to come on my show. Huh. Isn't that funny? By the way, I would be happy to come on any show anytime. I say that all the time and I mean it. It's What's funny Anybody about that I statement is on, you are 100% living up to that. I've seen you go on some shows where I'm like, why did he agree to go on that? There's like anybody, 80 listeners. Anybody I make fun of. Sure. I will happily speak with you publicly on your show. What if they don't make fun of you? Can they still have you on? Oh, if they just want to have like a nice. No, I don't, yeah. I don't care for that as much. Sure, of course. I, I try to support as many content creators as I can in the hobby. Because I think I actually think as a whole, it's a good thing to do. But I get irritated when it's like there's speculation. We've had it happen about us two guys making speculations, nonsense about us. I'm like, dude, we are the most accessible people in the world. You never have to speculate about something oh, we've said on yeah. here, who our sponsors are, anything else. I feel guilty if I don't respond to somebody yeah, just who's ask reached it out. If you want me to come on and explain it, but they don't. It's like, oh, let's just take shots and talk about it instead, because that's a little cooler. You know what Shut I was just up. thinking about? The Dunk last a. two podcasts that I was on, they were both non I mean, one was French Canadian, and then the other one was Australian. I don't think Americans like me. Well, I don't My care. My grandma Giuseppe was French Canadian. No. Pauline. Really? Yeah. Wow. Died in 1993. Shut up. Wish I was there to capture that moment. Do you know what the most uh, expensive selling card from 1993 was in this last week, uh, in the last month? Why do you know what that is? Because I was working on a segment earlier in the day of uh, what cards in from the, the year, 90s. 1993 or what card from that year? From 1993. Jeter. In the last, well, since June, June 1. A Jeter SP. Um, oh, I apologize. It was originally June. It was the last three months. So since March 1st, if you want to update that. What sport? Uh, I didn't say sport. I said card. Oh, I don't care, though. Some some flying Here's the lizard. Thing. Here's the Does thing. Does fire come out of its mouth? It is a Magic the Gathering card. It's that oh. Black Lotus card. Sold for 540000 I initially did start doing this based only on sports. 
But then I started seeing there's all these other ones I wanted to include. Um, I've checked out of that segment now. 97 was the highest selling sports card uh, over any point in the 90s. A any, card that was produced in 1997. It produced in the 90s. Yeah, 97. It's it going to be a PMG. It is a PMG. Jordan? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Green? Red. What are those number two? 50? 100. Did 360,000 as of Chris, a week ago. Hoach probably bought it. June 14th. Freaking card ladder money down there. I do kind of like. Well, he's I, not hey, spending on I'm his not, wardrobe. He's using I, on PMGs. <laughs> I'm not saying this again to promote. Uh, we've already done enough promotion of card ladder and just had fun with it. But this, I do love the fact that I can search. This is a segment coming up. Well, it's going to be excited. what um, cards, most valued, valuable cards from the junk wax era. Right. That's what I wanted I to like do. It. Um, all right. We do have a couple other mailbags. We got way off track. Um, let's go to Ryan Martinez. Buy, sell, hold. Ritter, Pickett, Purdy. You don't have to do. I can apply one of those labels to each one of them. I believe that's the case. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Think hard. I think I'm holding Kenny Pickett. Oh. I actually think there's a world I might buy Brock Purdy right now. He has come down so hard. Interesting. Ritter. I think I'm holding. I'm tempted to sell because he's he spiked a lot, but I'm te- so I'm a hold on Ritter and Pickett. I think I might buy Purdy right now. I'm very interested to hear that. All right, Nick Castleman, uh, better long term hold: Ellie De La Cruz or Julio Rodriguez? Nick is a ridiculously biased Reds fan, mm-hmm. so he's uh, Ellie. I've seen Julio do it for a full year and be transcendent almost in the game. I haven't seen that from Ellie yet. I've seen it for 10, 15 games. That reminds me, by the way, so that Julio. Dude, Julio for me. Nick pulled two of the most gorgeous patch cards. We didn't talk about this product a lot because it, it came out last Friday and we were gone. Mm-hmm. Panini, Panini three and two baseball, ridiculously nice. And Willie Mays has not been in Panini products in forever. Mm-hmm. We pulled our first Willie Mays auto last night. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Uh, the patches are stupid nice. I actually have been super impressed with that. I went out and bought another one at like market price just to have it. Um, little plug. There you go. Chris Smith. The Cincinnati Reds are the hottest team in baseball, winning 11 in a row. I do want to point out that I looked this up, and the San Francisco Giants have also won 10 in a row. It's not 11, but it is pretty close. And overall, uh, the Tampa Bays, they're doing a lot better. The Tampa Bay, you know their name? uh, Rays, thank you. Sorry, I didn't say the full thing. Uh, he says the, this mainly being fueled by young talent. Do you sell your Ellie De La Cruz cards now? I still would. Or is their winning sustainable? I know people think now that because he's contributing to winning and his stats are ridiculous, they're holding. I don't mind, by the way. If, you, if you've had it for a while and you want to hold it, really doesn't matter because you're still going to make a bunch of money when you do so. To me, I'm cashing out. I just. James Zacadini says, are hobby boxes only made for breaking nowadays? That's a good question. We kind of talked about this last night a I little mean, bit. A, a lot. That's why you hear like when we talk about product releases and reviews and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It'll be like, hey, to me, this is a, as a personal box is like a C minus or a D, but breaking is, yeah, I think a lot of it is, it, it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. Are boxes geared toward breaking or is breaking geared toward a way to get into a box because the prices of boxes have gone up so much? I actually think it's the reverse. I think it's breaking just allows you to now get into. I think the box prices were going up no matter what. That's an issue. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, absolutely. That's got to be the case. Uh, TJ Fries wants to know, do you think Junior Caminero is a hold or sell right now? Got to hold him. Although he is hot. This kid, So he's like a 19-year-old prospect. He's the number two selling guy right now in 2023 Bowman for the Rays who play for the Tampa Bays. Uh, he is on fire. Kid's got power. He's already been hey, promoted pause. once. I've got a call from Fanatics. Should I pick it up yep. or wait? Okay. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold Slurpee drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven, and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small Slurpee drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that I'm going to be going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now. How about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms, all rights reserved. 
So that's it. We have a off the record phone call and now we're going to close the show. Just so you know, we're back. Uh, we did take a moment. We did have a conversation and essentially the earlier part of the show was all accurate. We all did. We did great. I'm not saying anything. I keep my word. I don't tell your theater stories. I don't tell anybody else. You tales. just said theater off the record is off the record to me. I know what it means. Um, you know what? Me and Michelle know what off the record. You just said her name. I you're naming That's not, names. I didn't talk to anybody you might named as Michelle. Well join the communist party, bro. I, is that still around? I don't know. I guess it is. I mean, what's the party? What are they celebrating? That none of them, like that they're question. all like. It doesn't matter. We get do we want to talk about our upcoming can guests? We, can we shut the sh- No, I don't want to do it. Can we close right. it down now? We have a meeting in seven minutes. Yeah, we do. All right, guys. That's your show. Thank you for listening. This is the <laughs> Sports Cards Nonsense. I enjoy going Brought off the- to you maybe, by the Ringer, powered the by Spotify. Braid, maybe the Alpha Braid's working. Totally off the rails. And so, I'm going to have to redo that because I talked over your whole thing, and I do it better. Sports Cards Nonsense, brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back that was almost a word. You're doing we will good. be back next Monday and Thursday. Sports Boy is going to a party. 